Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, positive feedback before it's time. Here we go. Now, the Manager Tools feedback model makes enough sense to folks that they want to implement it immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. But we recommend managers wait until they've developed a better relationship with one-on-ones with their directs before using it. So what do we do when our directs do something we deem worthy of positive feedback? Right, we, We're not yet to the point where we give positive feedback in, in the Trinity rollout process. So what do we do? Yeah. So, so look, this is a short cast and it's super easy. We get this question so often that it's actually subterfuge for, I want to give negative feedback tomorrow. But we just got two points we want to make. We're going to go over again why we recommend waiting. And then we're going to tell you it's not that hard. Either keep doing what you're doing or give praise or appreciation for um, for what people do. And, and, and to a degree, this question is so simple that I can't believe people are actually asking it. I know what they really want to know is, can I start positive feedback sooner so I can give negative feedback There sooner? you go. That's what yeah. they want. <laughs> so that that's a good lead into why are we waiting, right? Look, guys, years ago, we told managers who wanted to go faster using our feedback model to go ahead. These are smart managers. They they liked the idea. They felt it was going to get them where they wanted to go. They could finally talk about performance. The model makes sense. They liked it. We figured they'd give more feedback and it would work. But it didn't. No. No, it didn't. <laughs> but why? And, and guys, look, we were wrong to say, yeah, go ahead. Because we ought, maybe ought to have known better. But there are all kinds of reasons why it didn't work. First, like I said, managers really wanted to get to negative feedback. Um, they really didn't. You know, people weren't begging for chances to give positive feedback. Right. So they gave positive feedback a few times, right? Just to just to get them used to the idea of feedback, and then they jumped immediately to negative, right? Yeah, it was window dressing, exactly. Bait and direct, switch. <laughs> yeah, directs no when. Yeah, exactly. They they know when they've been misled. Yeah, you're not that smart, and they're not that dumb. Look, th- those managers also didn't spend time learning the model. They thought, oh, I know it, I've got it. They were in the middle of rolling out one on ones which took some time to get used to. The direct, their directs were still learning about one-on-ones. Then the manager starts giving feedback and they start doing it poorly. And look, all the belief in the world that you have about the model won't overcome really poor delivery. Directs know you're being clumsy. And unfortunately for too many managers, they then force things. They get embarrassed and they cover up with anger, unfortunately. Uh, mm. Because they have they have role power, and that's not good, right? And by the way, folks, these are things we recommend. This, this is why we recommend you wait. If you try to go too fast and you don't know the model, you're going to get embarrassed. If you try to go too, fa- too fast in order to get to negative feedback, the directs are going to know they've been the victim of a bait and switch. Um, if you don't brief your directs, which is what another thing managers didn't do years ago, even though we said, look, it really works, it's really helpful – if we don't brief our directs, the directs won't know what we're doing. We talk about this in the Trinity rollout model. You don't introduce, never introduce a managerial change without first introducing that managerial change. And when a manager notably changes her managerial behaviors without explanation, particularly when you're talking about your interactions with one direct at a time, as opposed to, say, running a meeting, directs almost inevitably draw back or push back from or to the new behavior, or they just question the motivation or the intent of the change. And if a direct is questioning your reason for a message, why is he telling me this? 
they're unlikely to receive the content of that message terribly easy or terribly well. So without being briefed, the direct didn't know what the manager was doing. And unless the manager did it perfectly, and most managers don't, it just fell apart very quickly. Hmm. And look, if you don't know the model, it means directs have trouble understanding what, what you're saying. The model is a formula. It's designed to be set a certain way. The first few times you say it, we admit it, you sound formulaic. That will mean the direct has to listen hard to the words, and they're going to have to parse their meeting. And if they've not been briefed, and the direct is listening overly carefully, the meeting you're trying to get across about their behavior and their future behavior is in jeopardy. And that's not good. Yeah. Well, probably can't help if you're going too fast. Can't help that you haven't spent time developing a relationship either. Yeah, that's, that's the ultimate thing. Um, I, I love the title of the, one of the Covey books, The Speed of Trust. You know, just the idea of trust speeding up communications and operations makes so much sense to me. If you work with somebody you trust and they say, yeah, I'll have it to you tomorrow, you don't have to create a process and a deadline and a deliverable and a, and a checkup and a communication. You just, okay, it'll be here tomorrow. You can save yourself 30 seconds and that adds up over time. There's all kinds of other examples too. Right. But you can't trust somebody if you don't know them, right? I mean, that's the... Right. Exactly. And, and the respect a direct has for a manager's role power is the same respect they had for the, ma- the previous manager's role power. That's not what builds trust. What your direct gives you as a function of your role power is, is what, you call, what we call compliance energy. But we want commitment energy from our directs. We want them to commit to new behavior or commit to the same behavior over again. And that comes from trust, and trust comes from relationships and communication. Now, we're not saying you have to do one-on-ones. Come up with some other way to build a relationship with your direct. But I will say probably 80% of the managers who don't do one-on-ones and don't really think about relationships but say, oh, I know my people exceptionally well, they don't. If for no other reason, then we can test it with the the direct relationship acid test, right? Yeah. And and folks, if you don't already know a a great way of developing relationships, then why waste the time redeveloping the wheel? We've already done that for you. (laughs) It's called one-on-ones. Yeah. And by the same token, we'll put our money where our mouth is. If you have a better way, use it. We don't want you to do it our way. We want you to get the results that we guarantee our way will get, right? So if you know, as I've said a million times before, somebody's boss has said, this is the best manager I have. He gets results and he keeps his people and everybody loves working for him and I can't wait to promote him. And he said, the guy's technique is to stand on his head in the corner with a pink tutu on. I'd say, let's get everybody standing on their head in the corner with a pink tutu. I don't care. I'm not particular about the exact process I use as long as I get good ethical results and retention. So we're not shilling one-on-ones here we're saying you need to have a relationship with your folks and again the vast majority of managers don't don't have a way to do that the whole point of this is is that we tried to go faster years ago guys and the the data are overwhelming it doesn't work it's better to wait okay so we haven't been to the trinity rollout process we haven't completed one-on-ones it's not time to start feedback so I, I still want to encourage effective behavior i see yeah. it so yeah. so what can i do if i if i can't get feedback what can i do Right. Well, I think that's the key. Look, I, I, and we could talk about this for an hour. It's one of my, you know, I tell people at the conference, the greatest drawing I'll ever make is the one where we make the case that any performance communications by definition are always about encouraging effective future behavior. If you're going to have any success, if I work for you and I've made a mistake, the purpose of talking to me 
even though the mistake is part of the conversation, is not to talk about the mistake. It's to talk about encouraging me to do it differently or better next time. And the point of that is, is that even if you don't use feedback and because you're probably not accomplished enough with it yet because you haven't had practice because you've been learning one-on-ones because you haven't developed a relationship yet um, for all the reasons we just mentioned it's not time to use feedback to give to use the manager tools feedback model that doesn't mean you can't say some things that at least to some degree marginally would encourage effective behavior now if you're saying to yourself well you know i don't really want to do that i just want to say something just to make them feel good okay but if you don't really care about encouraging effective behavior, I would recommend you just save your time. I mean, that's the only reason to believe that if that you opening your mouth to talk about what somebody did and what they might do in the future, that's the only reason it's going to have any impact is because you want to and because they understand that you are encouraging the right behavior in the future. But look, it's not hard, guys. And this is a simple, simple cast. When one of your directs does something well and you're doing one-on-ones or you're not even doing one-on-ones yet, you haven't yet had time to roll out feedback and to brief them on it to tell them what expecting tell them what to expect then simply praise them or thank them in everyday language now there is one other solution which is not in the show notes and it's simple and that is keep doing whatever it is you're doing so if you're not praising people now just because you know the feedback model exists doesn't mean you ought to use it It doesn't mean that. You may think, oh, that's great, but there are all kinds of reasons why it wouldn't work. So if you're a manager and you haven't been praising, you haven't been showing appreciation, another three months of you not doing so is not going to be the last straw. You're not going to break the camel's back with that. So, you know, you can continue doing what you're doing for three months. Now, you might have seen the light and say, I really need to praise my people. I realize I've been Scrooge, I've been Grinch, whatever. Okay, fine. Well, then praise or say thank you. But the bottom line is you can keep doing whatever you're doing. And if you do one-on-ones and you invest in the relationship and then you roll out positive feedback and you roll out negative feedback, and only when you get to positive feedback 15 weeks after you brief your team that you're going to do one-on-ones, you'll still be fine. 15 more weeks of you not giving praise or appreciation won't ruin the world. I know somebody's going to ask this question, so I'll go ahead and be the stupid guy and ask it. How, how about the starter feedback model? Yeah, the only way you get to be a stupid guy, dude, is if you play a stupid guy in a player role. <laughs> I was going to play stupid guy. Um, yeah, no, we don't recommend the starter feedback model because the starter feedback model is just the first three steps of the model. It's it requires feedback. you to know the model, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it is feedback, and you're going to mess it up, and then you're going to mess it up, and I'll tell you what happens when you mess it up. People think it's stupid. You get embarrassed. You get frustrated, and they remember when you start trying to do the model right that you stunk at it, and it, and if you use it for negative feedback too soon, they're going to hate the process as well as the message. And then the process is poisoned. Yeah. And, and that frequently doesn't happen at all because you mess it up and you get embarrassed and then you never then do you never feedback do again. again. Yeah. As if your embarrassment was a reason not to improve yourself as a professional. Right. right. Gee whiz. So, no, we don't recommend sort of feedback model. The simple answer is praise people or thank them. The whole point of any time you talk about performance is to encourage behavior, effective behavior in the future. When we see a direct do something good or bad, there's nothing we can do about what's already happened. All we can do is influence them in the future, okay? So, 
ask yourself, and this is an oversimplification, it's not the best answer, but it is a completely serviceable one, ask yourself, what would work for you? Most people say their boss thanking them is really great. They're amazed their boss doesn't do it more. Yeah, it's not really hard. <laughs> well, what's funny is, is they, they're amazed their boss doesn't do it more, when in fact, if their boss doesn't do it a lot to them, very few bosses then turn around and do it for their directs either. But look, you, yeah, like you said, it's not a raise. It's not a significant conversation. You don't have to call, call them into your office and say, I just want to tell you how deeply appreciative I am. You don't have to do that. You just say to somebody in the hall, you say, hey, thanks for being on time this morning. Or I appreciate your extra effort on this situation here. Or thanks for the deck. It was short and it was complete. I want to thank you for helping me meet that deadline. It was important to me and the team. Or I appreciate the good ideas you had during the brainstorm this morning. Or, hey, thanks for communicating status, even when it wasn't pretty. I happen to love that one. I always want to hire the guy who stands up and says, here's our status. And he's got stuff that's yellow and red. He's willing to be candid, even when it hurts. Everybody else is willing to put their personal preference for looking good over candor and uh, project success and open com professional communication. So just say thanks. It's not hard. You could absolutely apply the poker chip rule to praise or to thanks, which is uh, if you want to learn how to do it in the first week that you're doing this, I put one poker chip in your left pocket. And um, after you've given one piece of feedback that day, you take the poker chip from your left pocket and put it in your right or correct pocket. Uh, again, full disclosure, we thank our friend Mike Swinson for sharing this with us. And it works like a charm. I've done it myself. And after you've gone five straight days by ending the day with the poker chip in your right pocket, meaning you've given five bits of praise or thanks during the course of uh, five straight days, one per day, then you move to two poker chips in your pocket. If at any point in that first or second week, you don't end up with all the poker chips from your left into your right pocket, you have to start over again that week. Um, and it takes months to get through five poker chips, which is what we recommend. So praise is the other thing. I mean, you can say thanks and praise is the other thing. Yeah, you know. and praise is just admiration or gratitude, which is thanks, or approval. We, we already mentioned gratitude. So, folks, admire and approve of your directs when they do something effective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everybody thinks that way. I was in Texas earlier this week, and we were, I think we were driving somewhere, and Wendy had this just bizarre story she shared with us. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The manager who says, I never praise or thank my people. They'll just ask for more money and I'm not <laughs> going to have that conversation. <laughs> Amazing. I just want a team sitting right next to that guy because I'm going to take all his land. I'm going to take all his people and <laughs> You're take all his, his poker chips. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. He'll work for me someday. Yeah. I mean, and of course it keeps us in business, right? That there are managers that dumb. It's rubbish. So look, if you're not praising regularly, folks, start now. And don't come and ask me, when can I start positive feedback until you've been doing one-on-ones for 15 weeks. You can absolutely start to change the relationship with your directs as it comes to performance communications by praising or showing thanks or showing approval for something somebody did. Most of us vastly overcount how much praise or appreciation we give. We know we feel good about something in our head, but for some reason we don't say it. And if you start giving praise now, simple things, well done this morning in the meeting, nice job on that deck. I like the way you covered that point, or that was good the way you facilitated the meeting, or I like the fact that you didn't have the right data and so you made an assumption 
I think that made it easier because we could have spent weeks waiting for the, for the data. Or, you know, I love the fact that you made that extra phone call. That really was awesome. Thanks. Or, hey, I think it's super that you actually cultivated a relationship over there in legal because when we needed a favor because of your relationship, we're good to go. So that was awesome. Um, start praising your people regularly. And again, if you start giving praise now, when it's time for feedback, they're going to be more ready for it and you're going to be in a frame of mind because you're going to discover they don't always come to you asking for more money. You're going to realize that things have gotten better and you're going to be even more motivated to give positive feedback. So that's it. I mean, it's not, this is not rocket science, guys, but we get this question every conference, two, three, four, five times during breaks. What do I do when I really want to give positive feedback but I don't want to wait that long? The answer is wait that long because there are good reasons. Look, we want to be good as fast as you do, but we've learned the hard way that it's better to wait. Um, and we don't make recommendations that we don't stand behind. And the second thing is, if you've got to say something, offer some praise, continue whatever it is you're doing now. For many of you, that may in fact be praise. And if so, well done, which by the way, just was praise, interestingly enough, in a recursive sort of way. But praise people, show appreciation, show approval. Your folks will love it. And yeah, guys, the feedback model works. It works at any time if you nail it. But lots of managers mess it up. And there'll be more pushback without giving your direct some advance notice. So just say thanks, or that's helpful, or I approve of what you did there, um, or that was well done. It doesn't help a lot. It's not as powerful as feedback, but it definitely doesn't hurt. And if you haven't commented on positive behaviors before, you'll notice a change. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. All right, my friend. Thanks. You bet, partner. All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hey, check out the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Lots of great people willing to dive in and give you help when needed. So take advantage of it. 